You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Okay, let's begin with Colorado State. We have student athletes Gene Clavel, Prentice Nixon, Coach Larry Eustace. Coach, if we can start with you, comments on today's game. Well, it was a great game. I mean, I'm so proud of these guys right here to my left. They, uh, they, they, you know, give Nevada a ton of credit. Um, we lost by eight, and we spotted them nine early. Um, I don't know if we were nervous or what it was um but Nevada's a, a very very good team I wouldn't be surprised if they don't go into this tournament and win some games but I'm most proud of our guys I mean they just they battled they battled they never gave up they fought through a lot of adversity that was happening out on that court um they were perfect perfect professionals out there thought they handled themselves extremely well. Um, so I told them I've had NC2A tournament teams that that I haven't had the joy or the 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 um, respect I have for this group of guys and what they've been through. And we still have some more basketball to play. But give Nevada credit, they 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 grabbed some balls that that made the difference in the game. Um, I thought our guys played through, again, a lot of adversity that was going on out there, missed miss shots, um, uh, you know, some turnovers, frustration, not getting the, grabbing the ball. So uh, this is a special group that I will always remember. And we don't, I, I, mean, I, I can't speak for Gian or Emmanuel, but I don't think we want to stop playing. I think we want to keep this group together as long as we can. So I would assume we're in the NIT and we're anxious to see what happens there and, and how far we can advance. It's a special group. Thank you, Coach. Questions for the student athletes? Gian, what what can you say about what was it about this team that every time you guys got way down, you were able to fight back and just kind of keep keep in it, even right up at the end, you and Prentice hitting threes and uh, just kind of refusing to go away. We uh, <clears throat> we just play with a lot of heart. Um, every game, you know, um, we don't want to lose. So I mean, we're gonna do whatever it takes to win. And you know, if that's playing with heart, is that whatever it takes 
we're going to do it. And, yeah, I just say we're playing with heart. Gian uh, and Prentice, a lot of a lot of guys, you know, kind of wrote you guys off as a team after the news came out that the you'd be without the other three guys. Um, you know, what is it? What does it meant to you guys just to get to this point? And I know you didn't finish obviously like you would have liked to, but still an impressive run, winning 13 out of 15 to close the season with only seven scholarship players. Um, I mean, it means a lot to us. It means a lot to to coach. It means a lot to the community. Um, I think we just go out there every day and just compete, you know, no matter how many guys we have on the roster that, that are uh, active to play. Uh, I think, you know, this team has the most heart that I've ever seen, you know, as a team that I've ever been on, has the most heart, and, you know, it, it won't stop and it won't, you know, it won't quit ever. Uh, there was a huge foul disparity between the two teams in the second half. I think it one point Nevada had taken 30 free throw attempts and you guys had only taken three. Um, is it hard to keep your composure in moments like that when you're constantly getting called for fouls? I mean, we just don't worry about that. We just worry about playing basketball and, you know, um, playing the right way. Yeah, I, I, I think our guys, you know, I obviously got a technical. Um, I called a timeout to step with and illegally you can step out on the court and talk to your team during the timeout and a guy from half court called me for a tee and what you have right now are officials trying to make the NC2A tournament and um, you know we're noted for a team for not fouling so it was very frustrating for these guys um, and the coaches but I I I thought all of us did a great job of handling it and playing through uh, the issues of the discrepancy and still getting it to a basket. You know, that, that, that most teams would have lost by 30 points, but these guys just played through it. We kept constantly talking about it in spite of all the things that are going wrong. You're not getting this, you're not getting that. Just stay with it. And that's what I'm talking about with just two seniors and all these young guys, they really, they really handled it well. And uh, it starts with me, and that's where I was disappointed with the technical because I wasn't, you know, you want to protect your players. Obviously, that's your job. And, um, but I, I just, I think I've had one technical in three years. So I was walking out to get our team together to calm them down. And, from right field, I got hit with a T. So I'm, I'm going to talk to Bobby about that after we're done here. So I'm kind of confused on what the rule is there. Um, Did you get any type of explanation whatsoever on the technical? The guy that I went and as I walked and talked to the players, he came up to me and said, I didn't call it. I don't know why it was called. That was told to me by one official. So. Um, you know, again, I think you've got guys trying. I mean, you've you, not only teams are trying to get an NCAA tournament, so we're <coughs> officials. So, um, and it shouldn't be about the coach or the officials. It should be about these guys right here. And uh, um, you know, we're we really stress not fouling, and I think we probably made more free throws than the others have attempted all year long. So it was kind of out of character to have it was 30 to three, he said. So, you know, 
that's not the reason why we lost. We're not blaming the officials by any means. Um, but the technical was a little confusing, and I also thought that our guys really handled, you know, some, some very physical play that didn't really go our way, obviously, with the 30-to-3 discrepancy. So that's what makes me so proud of this group is, is they just, Gene said it yesterday, they, 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 we've been trying to be broken in many ways, but we haven't even bent. Go ahead. Prentice, a lot of people have talked all year about how the Mountain West is, you know, kind of a parity-filled league and it's, you know, anyone can win it. But having played Nevada now twice in, in, in eight days, are they definitely a kind of a cut above everyone else, would you say? I mean, we played them tough twice. I mean, they lost four games in conferences like everybody else. So, I mean, I wouldn't say they're above anybody. This conference is wide open. Every conference is wide open from the start to the finish. And then, Gene, I mean, you guys go on this incredible run to end the regular season, and then you win a couple games here, and you're right there toward the end. Just how tough is it to come that close to, to accomplishing something that is so meaningful? Um, it's always tough. You know, you always want to win. You want to go to the NCAA tournament. That's your goal all the time. Um, yeah, it's tough, but uh, we got an opportunity to play with this team together, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Gian, how glad are you in the end that you came back and you guys had this run uh, just playing with Coach one more year? You usually talk about your relationship with him. I mean, um, I'm extremely grateful for everything he's done for me. Um, couldn't ask for a better, better coach, better person. Um, you know, it's special. You guys don't see it because, you know, it's behind closed doors. But, like, and if he goes anywhere, I go with him. I've always said it. Um, he's just a coach. He's a father figure. He's just... You know, he's just there when you need him. Um, it's something special that you guys don't get to see, but it is something special. Prentice, how much does the way you guys bond together, practice, and all, how much does it make you tough to be able to just kind of handle some of these situations where you're down by 13, like last night, you come back and win? You're down by 17 late in the second half, or late in the first half tonight. You come back and you actually tie the game and have a chance to win it late. Um, I think the bond that we have, you know, it makes us fight for each other. You know, no matter what's going wrong, no matter who's fouling, no matter who's not making shots, you know, we're going to fight for each other and we're going to ride for each other no matter what. Um, we got each other back, you know, that's to the end. No matter what's going on on the court, on the court, off the court, we got to, got to have each other's back. Other questions for our student athletes? Okay, we'll dismiss them at this time. Thank you, man. Questions for the coach? Larry? Are those Visalign? Your teeth. <laughs> no, Next I've been, question. I've been thinking of getting Invisalign. I thought, they're straight. Look at these. Yeah. I got to get those things. I got to get mine fixed. Yours are, I wish I had yours. Choppers. Maybe you get job as a moderator. <laughs> <laughs> That's my goal. Uh, Larry, just 
how good is that Nevada front line when they get going? They're good. That's obviously how they won yeah. those last two games against you guys was Oliver Caroline, just kind of some of the things they were able to do. Yeah, they're real good. I mean, Prentice, um, it's a tough time to talk to young men right now, but I, I think they're a little cut above uh, everybody in this league. I also have to exclude us, but, you know, they are – they're very, very good, and, and that's what's, like, if they hadn't beaten us, they wouldn't have gone to the tournament, and that's a joke. I mean, this is an NC2A tournament team. Um, so, I mean, you you pick your poison with them. We go with Marshall and Oliver, and then, you know, they're, Drew's, I mean, he's a, Nevada is relevant. You know, and Eric Musselman, and him and I had a great talk today, and, and uh um, he's a heck of a coach. I mean, this league is just, for some reason, you get a stigma that you're just kind of okay, and it's really not. That's a really good team. He's a manhandled a very good Fresno team. Um, so I, I, I think they are a level. I mean, they're, they're not a better coach in the league, him and Coach Fisher. I mean, I, I think Eric does a terrific job, and um, to blend – you know, guys from different schools that have been at different places. I mean, he's he's certainly, you know, he's my coach of the year. That's for sure. So give Nevada a ton of credit. And you know, we had them, we had them, and we just couldn't get by them. But there, there's no disgrace in losing to them. Larry. You've been a national coach of the year, been to the Elite Eight. With all your accolades, I'm curious, does anything in your mind match what you did with this team this year? Well, if I get Invisalign, um, <laughs> I've always worn straight teeth. My dad, my dad got my three sisters braces and then couldn't afford me braces, so... Anyway, um, no, it's it's a special group, Matt, and uh, there'll always be a special group because of all the events that have happened. And, uh, um, you know, so you, you don't judge a team off wins and losses. I think you judge on, on have they reached their potential, and this team has probably overachieved more than any team I've ever had, so... It's up there. I mean, it's, the Elite Eight team doesn't conquer this team. I mean, I can't, neither or no or, take your pick, but it's a good question. And, and uh, like I just told them, you guys will always, there's a lot of tears in there. You know, you guys will always be really special to my heart. Um, we've had each other's back. And I think we got some basketball left. I mean, last year's team was kind of burned out, you know, with Teal and 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 Joe had blocked so many minutes for so long and Emmanuel was hurt. But I think this team wants to play, so we'll see what happens. But it's a it's a team that I'll always remember. You know, you, you don't have a a net to cut down or what have you, but you have a memories that you will never forget. Let's go here and then we'll come over here. Larry, you just talked about Nevada clearly being a team that's worthy of the NCAA tournament. Is your team worthy of it? If if it were a few, we all know it probably won't happen, but just from an outside standpoint, is your team an NCAA quality team this year? I, I, I know we could beat teams that are going to go to the tournament. I know that. 
and uh, unfortunately that this is going in a different direction. And we found that out my third year here when uh, you know they're trying like heck to find reasons to get the Georgia Techs in the tournament. It's all about money. We all know it is. Um, and they're trying to you know, slip seven or eight out of the power fives and, and, and it's sad what's happening. You know, and they're trying to figure out a way not to let Middle Tennessee in when really that's the true story of the NC2A. It's the Hoosier story. So yeah, I think our team could, I mean, I, I would guarantee if we got to play all 64 teams, we would have a, a 500 record. I mean, we, we, we can play with, with most teams in the country. Now you have your elite of elite, but not, not really. You know, there, there's the way this team plays, and Nevada's the same way. They can beat anybody on a given night. So, yes, but unfortunately, it's going the wrong way. You know, you're 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 eliminating those great stories of of Butler. You know, those those things aren't. Uh, you know, they're just not happening. You know, there's what was the team that if they hadn't, oh, um, the. Uh, Andy Enfield's team from uh, uh, Florida Gulf Coast. What is it? Well, I mean, they 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 had to make two miraculous shots to win their conference tournament and then become the Dunk Brothers or whatever they call them, you know. And they went to Sweet 16 and they threw some shots in it that wouldn't have even qualified them if they hadn't done it and then won the conference automatic bid. So. I don't know, maybe they should lengthen the tournament to 90-something and, and you'd have some real Cinderella stories. But it's going the other way for some reason. It's like football, it's like everything else. But not Colorado State. Colorado State is relevant and very relevant. I mean, when you beat San Diego State three straight times and you make it to the championship, I mean, we have made our mark. We've won 110-something games in five years. I mean. I go into homes now, and it is a completely different response to when I first went in here and uh, tried to recruit guys. We can get involved with four or five-star guys. We can get involved with most people in the country. So I've really accomplished what I set out to do and uh, stormed the court the last two games. So. Um, we're on the rise, as is Reno, as is a lot of teams. This league's gonna be very good with a lot of the good young players. So I probably talked enough and I've got a dentist appointment right now to, um, to go do. So uh, he, he has are a you question taking, are you driving? I'll drive. Yeah. Okay. Coach, obviously the quick turnaround uh, would have been difficult for any team to, to deal with that. You've had, of course, the short bench what does that say about your team, that you're able to uh, take it right down to the wire against a squad with the caliber of uh, Nevada in this game? Yeah, you know, you got to think, they, they watched our game until the 10-minute mark, so they kind of had the same quick turnaround. They only play six guys, so it was two similar programs going against each other. But, yeah, it's a great point. I was happy because, hell, I'm usually asleep. I mean, it was so late last night. Uh, um, but... We really weren't that, it, it was, it was, I'd rather have played at three than at eight and waited all day again. So it says a lot for both teams. I thought it was a great game, you know, very exciting. 
Um, I thought both teams played really hard. They both left it on the court. So it shows you how much these guys have in the tank because really 13, 14 guys played and probably 10 of them played the majority of the minute. So it shows you what these young men are capable of. All right. We'll take one more question back there real quick. If we can get him a mic. Larry, Larry, what was that technical foul all about? And uh, does Eric Curry have his line too? Does what? Does Eric Curry have his line also? Who's, who's Eric Curry? Is that the referee? So I, don't, I, I always know their faces. I don't know their names. And he's a good guy, you know. I don't know what it was about. I did take a timeout because there was a discrepancy, and I wanted to gather our team because I saw them getting frustrated. So I think you're allowed to walk out on the court during a timeout, or I would have a technical every timeout because we seat out on the court. And so as I was talking to one of the refs, another guy not involved in the conversation teed me from half court. And I guess what, what I'm hearing is if the main man is watching these things right now, the main man that picks the guys that go to the tournament, you know, um, they're really being scrutinized right now, the officials, as they, as they try to make their Final Four, the officials. So there's motives behind some things, but they're, they're, they're a good crew, good crew, good guys. You know, just didn't just didn't work out. But I want to make it clear that I, you know, I probably hold the record for the most technicals of an active coach. But it's been inactive for a long time. I mean, the last two technicals I've had have been in the same conditions. One I call the three hundred thousand dollar technical at at Boise when I stepped out in the court. And it cost us a league championship and an NCAA tournament bid. And Joe Parker's here. He knows well that, were you pulling for me, Joe? Because you would owe me $200,000 today if we'd one made that thing. <laughs> but I call it the $300,000 technical. I call it timeout, and it cost us the game. Luckily, this one didn't. And it cost us a league championship and an NCAA tournament bid. So I don't know. Bobby's in there, and we're going to talk to Bobby about it. But... Um, I'm just glad it didn't. If anything, I think it helped our team. I said, bail me out, guys. And it, they did once again. They tried real hard. Okay. Thank you, Coach. Good enough. Thanks. Before we begin, uh, the Mount West Conference would like to announce its 
all-conference, our all-tournament team, Gian Covell and Prentice Nixon from Colorado State, from Nevada, Jordan Caroline, Marcus Marshall, Cameron Oliver, and the tournament MVP was Jordan Caroline. For Nevada, we have student-athletes Marcus Marshall, DJ Fenner, Jordan Caroline, Coach Eric Musselman. Coach, we can start with you, get some thoughts on today's game. You know, we uh, have to give Colorado State a ton of credit. Um, Coach Eustacey is one of the best coaches in the country. And uh, at halftime, we, we, you know, we talked to the team, and we all discussed. We knew that they weren't going to go away, that they would compete and make a run, um, which all of Coach Eustacey's teams always do. Um, they're tough-minded, and they compete. I'm really proud of the way that we defended and rebounded, um, you know, especially when we – struggled to score at times and they went on their scoring run and you know probably the biggest thing is 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 just thanking these guys for believing in a vision um you know everybody but dj is 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 guys that came um when we were here and we told them what we thought we could do and i just told them in the locker room like thanks for believing in us and and for dj thanks for sticking around and and trusting us thank you coach questions for our student athletes start over there guys uh jordan um Obviously, you had a big day offensively, but defensively too. How how important was your work on Amagbo? Um, you know, he's a very talented player, so I just took it upon me to you know try to keep him off the glass as best I could off from the offensive boards and um, just limiting like the shots he could get. Over here to your right. A lot is always made about the rivalry between Nevada and UNLV. So, how sweet is it for you guys to come down here and win it in Las Vegas? Um, I mean, you know, this is a great feeling winning it anywhere in general. Just know we have, we have an automatic bid to go to the dance. DJ, you're the elder statesman on this team. I mean, how special is this? All you went through, coaching change, different teammates, ending your career going to the dance. Uh, well, it's extremely special. Um, first of all, I just want to thank God for this opportunity. Um, and, you know, for Coach Must to put us all in this situation is, is has been amazing, you know. Um, last time I remember being here, I was crying because we lost, and um, I didn't know who, was my, who my next coach was going to be. Um, and now, you know, a couple of years later, I'm here, and, we, you know, we won it. It's, um, it's absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, uh, I couldn't be uh, more thankful for my coaches and um, uh, my brothers. So. We're here. Uh, DJ, uh, winning the CBI last year and the success you had, how much did that influence what you guys were able to do this year? Um, it, it influenced us a lot. You know, it definitely gave us um, um, post-season uh, experience. Um, it definitely gave us confidence um, going into the Mountain West uh, tournament this year and, and even playing in the Mountain West Conference uh, championship game against Colorado State um, last week. So um, uh, I think it was great. It really helped us. Uh, it really helped us grow. And um where we're exactly where we want to be. So, right here, Marcus, you guys shot 34 free throws in the second half alone. Um, what was the strategy offensively in the second half, especially after you guys kind of got off to a slower start? Well, um, when my shots not dropping, uh, Coach Mus always tells me just attack and, and try to get to the line, and, and that helped me get me and that helped get me going. And um, I just try to stay in attack mode, and and I got to the line 16 times. So. You've had a up and down, interesting career all over the place. You came here to play one year. What does it mean to you that you're going to go to the tournament in that one year? Uh, it means a lot. Um, it's crazy to think about because the first time I ever talked to Coach Mus, um, 
that's all we talked about was just making the tournament. And, you know, he was just telling me how he's going to change the program around. And um, he was just a man of his word, and I respect it. DJ, your guys' offense gets a lot of attention, but it seems like the defense won this game. Um, can you talk about uh, that aspect of the team and how it's developed? I mean, it's been really good in conference play and, and even better in the last 10 games or so. Yeah, it's definitely developed a lot. Um, <clears throat> you know, we've made it a, a point of emphasis after uh, we actually lost to Utah State. And, um, you know, everybody bought in defensively after that. And, and it really showed because, you know, even if we weren't going on offense, uh, we were able to pull each other together on defense, and that's really what ended up creating our offense in many situations. So, um, you know, everybody bought in, and, and, and we became a much better defensive team the second half of the season. Jordan, is that your ball? Uh, yeah. So you, the second time you won an NBA uh, MVP award uh, in Vegas this year, you said the first <laughs> one was going to mom. Who does that one go to? Do you get to keep that one? It still goes mom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you really rose up in this tournament. I mean, did you feel like, um, you know, you, you could take a game to another level and, you know, you had to be a bigger part of the, the team uh, for this postseason tournament? I mean, honestly, I just want to help my team any way I could just to get to the tournament, not necessarily scoring, just in, the, in any way I could, as like defensively. I just want to play hard defensively, take it upon me to guard, like people like Magbo, you know, like first-team players. That was really it. Anything else for our student-athletes over here? Coach, okay. All right, we'll dismiss the student-athletes at this time then. Thank you, man. Coach. Go ahead. Coach, you guys had a great offensive flow in the first half. And then what changed in the second half? What changes did Colorado State make defensively that kind of looked like it took you guys a little bit out of your offense? Yeah, I thought they did a really good job of double-teaming. Um, Marcus and um, you know we had some costly turnovers but you know the the theme you know entering this tournament and even the last regular season game was we just have to defend and rebound and so you know just to say that a team would go four for 22 and figure out a way to win I mean again coach Stacy's teams are always great defensive teams and physical and and um you know, this game was won on the glass. They're one of the best rebounding teams in the league. And, you know, we always have Sesame Street rules, and, and we told them Sesame Street rule number one, and it'll play out. If you win the battle of the boards, we, we're going to win this game. Over there. Eric, uh, you went to the tournament a few years ago at ASU. How does that help you prepare for next week? I've just been – I've been more than fortunate. Um, two of my four years as a as a student athlete I got to go – um, when I was at University of San Diego and participate as a player. And then I've only been in college basketball, you know, three years as an assistant. And two of those three years, I was able to go to a tournament and now as a head coach. So um, I just told the guys, like, we're going to enjoy this. Um, you know, I want them to enjoy it with their families tonight. We're going to get back to Reno tomorrow morning and enjoy it then and enjoy Selection Sunday. And then Sunday night, it'll be back to work. Um, you know, we, we're, we're happy that we're going, but, but we're going there to compete and try to win. And um, we're not just going there and saying, hey, we're a mid-major and win this tournament. We, we, we are going there to win. And it's interesting because our first team meeting to start um, our off season 
we have a code on a door. And on that code, the code is 3-12-17 because that's the day of selection Sunday. And it's been that way for, you know, 11 months, basically, where every time they walked in that locker room, they had to put that code in. And, uh, you know, Cam just brought it up when we met as a group behind closed doors, and this was our goal from day one. A lot of the coaches in this conference say that they believe that you guys are probably a level above everyone else in this conference. With that being said. I don't think all of them said it, but. Some of them. <laughs> Coach Stacy just did. What's, with that being said, what seating do you think you guys deserve in the NCAA tournament? You know, I, this is just a great opportunity for, for our student athletes. We, you know, whatever they want, whatever number they want to attach next to us in the brackets, we're cool with. Just let us go play. Um, so we're not, you know, we're not going to have a frown on our face if it's whatever, and we're not going to be smiling jubilantly if it's a lower number. It's we're ready to go play a game, and so tell us where we're going. Let us book our tickets and let us get there and get down to business. Right here. Uh, Coach, uh, congratulations again. Watching Josh Hall progress this season has been really exciting. I thought he came up huge in this tournament. Talk about his contributions today. Very important, I think. Absolutely incredible. Uh, it started yesterday um, in the game. From a defensive standpoint, when Josh checks in, you know, that allows us to take Lindsey off, Drew off the best offensive player. And Lindsey's, you know, a young player, a sophomore, and he's going to get stronger and build his body up, and so is Josh. And so that's one of the things that we're so excited about is our young players uh, that have come into our program as freshmen. And uh, Josh's development, incredible. You know, he's, he's not a guy that we look to offensively, but the play of the game was his left-handed layup and one. And then right when we put him in the game, he's in the right corner and bangs a three. And so I just thought his contributions were absolutely incredible because we didn't run a play for him, and he had 12 points. Over here. Yeah, what, uh, what does Dave Rice meant to what, you, what you've been able to do this year, and, what, and how happy are you to see him have this moment today? No, I think it's great for, uh, for all of our assistant coaches. They all contribute. Our grad assistants are, man, I can't say enough about our grad assistants and all the work they do, but it's, it's got to be special for Dave in this building uh, coming back to Las Vegas, and um, you know, anytime someone has sat in that head coaching chair, um, you know, I, I think that when you look over and, and talk, you know, talk to somebody that's been there and is a calming influence, and you know, his personality's not slightly but drastically different than mine, so it's a good combination. <laughs> We're here, Coach. Two years ago, Nevada won nine games. Last year, postseason. You know what? I know because my son was at the first practice, and he was rebounding, and he actually had to walk out of the gym because he got tired rebounding all the bricks. <laughs> Last season, a postseason championship. This year, Mountain West regular season, and now postseason championship. What was the key moment where you realized this was a special group that you could accomplish something so quickly? You know, I mean, we had some, you know, growing pains for them to understand the work ethic that we were going to have in the off seasons. Um, you know, not not going home for long stretches, but but going to class um, for for the too long 
sessions that we have out of our three summer sessions for them to, to actually go to class and, and not go home and, and come back once regular school started. And, and um, I think the turning point was them talking about in the locker room about them going to get shots and, and, and reps up, working on their ball handling when we're not around because, you know, the difficulty of college basketball is that we have time constraints on how much we can be with our players in the off season and then in the season. And so we have to rely on them to self-coach or buddy coach, as we call it. And they've done an incredible job where one guy goes into the gym at 9 o'clock at night and he calls three of his teammates and drags them in. And so I think once, once they believed that through work ethic you could really improve on your own, um, that was a turning point. And it, it probably happened last summer is, is when we really kick-started that. Coach, it was just a few years ago that the Mountain West was a four-bid league. You win 27 games before tonight, but the general feeling was that if you don't win this game, you're not going to the NCAA tournament. So we're back to a one-bid league. What do you think it's going to take for this league to get respect, again, where they're going to see more than one team get a bid to the NCAA tournament? Well, you know, I, again, I, I, I'm like the, you know, close to a rookie in, in college basketball and, and uh Probably the guys that have more experience can speak to that better than, than, than I can. I can tell you my feelings are don't schedule Division two games um, because out of our 28 wins, 28 of them are against Division one teams. And I think that's a start. I think a few years ago in the league, at least my first league meetings that I partaked in, everyone talked about Division two games don't cost very much money and Division two games don't hurt you which I understand that they don't hurt you because they don't count in the committee's eyes, but they don't help either. And so I think that's, that would be a great start. And then, and then we have to win. Our conference has to win non-conference games because it's so difficult playing in our conference. I mean, I've been a part of the SEC and, and the Pac-12, and I can tell you they don't travel like we do. And so to win on the road in our league is really, really hard. And, and the buildings and the venues that we play in, Utah State's as hard as anywhere that you play at in, in, in some of these other conferences. And so hopefully we'll, we'll continue to, to talk about it in our league meetings. And, and I know that the, the league office and, and the coaches and the athletic directors and the presidents, we all want multiple teams to make this tournament. Let's go back here first. Coach, first of all, do you plan on changing the security code now that you gave it out to everyone? <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> we uh, might have to change it. Great point. Thank you. No problem. Uh, you might not like the other question as much. There, there's been a lot of speculation about you over the last couple of days, and it only heated up during the game. How do you plan, with all the information and social media the guys have, uh, to plan on keeping maybe the players away from reading things and, and speculating on things that are going on with you? I mean, I, you know, there's nothing going on with me. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, happy, and my wife is happy. My sons are happy. Um, President Johnson and, and Doug Newt gave me an opportunity when no one else would and um, trusted, you know, in, in, uh, in our vision. So, I mean, our guys haven't said anything, and, and we have more than an open policy where, where our guys talk to me about everything. And, and um, I don't think it's affected, affected us at all, and it shouldn't. I mean, um, I'm happy I get to drive over and watch my son play high school basketball. My other son can jump on a flight and see me in 45 minutes. And my wife's involved in 
she does too much actually in, in the community and so it's all good and, and our guys are focused on, on the task at hand which is enjoying today and enjoying tomorrow and then getting ready for, for a game on Thursday or Friday. Let's take one more question. Coach, I know you had a vision when you came here about what this program could be. Two years later, all you've accomplished, you have Lawler rocking again. How rewarding has this been for you as a head coach? Uh, it's been very rewarding. I mean, you know, if you look at my career and, and um, you know, being at the top level, the NBA, and, and making a decision to be an assistant coach in college, or I don't I don't know of an NBA former head coach who went and, and was an assistant coach in college. To my knowledge, I don't know of anybody. Maybe there are, but, but I don't know of it. And um, it was a humbling experience. Um, but support of my wife and my sons. And, and um, you know, so I kind of reinvented, you know, myself, so to speak, in, in the college game. And I couldn't be happier. And I don't even watch an NBA game on TV I mean, it's it's all college, and, and um, it's a totally different lifestyle. I mean, I feel like I got, you know, these guys are all my kids, so to speak. And so you can have an influence on people for the rest of their lives. And so I've loved it, and, and um, you know, it's been a great change of career for me. Okay, Coach, thank you for your time. Thanks, you guys.